I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everyone and welcome to our season finale of Girls Take On Law. How we've got to the season finale, you know, eight weeks ago was when we launched. I just, it's absolutely flown by. I genuinely cannot believe where the time has gone. I know, I'm shocked. I've had so much fun doing this though. Yeah, I feel like we've had so much fun, but we've also, like we've learned so much about it. We've stayed consistent. We've got everything up how we want it to be. And I, I just think we're going to be better than ever for the next season, just because it's been such a great learning curve, but it's also gone so well as well. Like I'm just, I'm so happy with it. Absolutely. I'm, I've been blown away by the response as well. Like, I, I honestly thought I would have been so happy if like 100 people listened to it the first week. Like <laughs> when we were talking about this, like prior to launching, we were obviously talking about what our dream <laughs> stats would be. And we, we were not very ambitious. So it's gone incredible. Yeah. We just wanted at least someone to be interested and listen. So the, one follower. the feedback we've had, yeah, honestly, like one follower we would have been happy with, even if that was like our parents. <laughs> but no, like the feedback and how much everyone's loved it and tuned in week in week out like we've just we can't believe it so yeah just thank you everyone but don't worry we're not going anywhere um we will be coming back for season two like we're not stopping the podcast we will talk more about sort of our goals why we're taking a break when we're going to be coming back we'll be discussing all of that towards the end of the episode so do stay tuned if you are interested in all of that and what's going to be happening but for now we're going to be answering a dilemma so yeah lauren take it away okay let's do this it's so weird to be doing the final one but let's jump straight in hey girls i'm currently in year 11 right now and hoping to study law at university in the future I'm worried with the things I've heard through LinkedIn and the legal Instagram community that you have to be constantly doing uni work, applications for training contracts, legal jobs, extracurricular, and then socializing as well. I'm just worried that I won't have the time or will I do all that and then have regrets that I wish I'd done it differently. There's so much pressure to have my goals set in stone and my future planned out. And I suppose I just wanted to know if you girls ever felt like this, if you look back and wish you did anything differently. I would love to hear your upcoming plans. Can't wait for season two of the podcast. I feel like this a cool question um because i think that's definitely something people want to know like would you change anything i think that's a really interesting question not really one i've 
I've massively thought about before, but I'm interested to see what we come up with in this episode. Yeah, I feel like being in year 11 is such a difficult time because you're almost being thrown all these different like careers advice by your school, but not necessarily everything is covered. I mean, I don't know about your school, but where I went, it was very much the plan is you've got to go to sixth form, A-levels, you know, get that and then you're off to uni. There wasn't There was a couple talk of apprentices, but there wasn't much about it. So I do think one thing I would say is like explore your options. I mean, I've always said like I always wanted to do the traditional route, you know, from uni, like LPC training contracts. But there's so many routes out there now that schools necessarily aren't aware of. So I think when she talks about the legal community, I would say that that is something to really delve into with, you know, looking what other options there are because there are so many out there there's not just one route into this now and that's something that you can then really find like what works for you you know this whole traditional route is brilliant but you know one shoe doesn't fit all it's not is that the saying I don't know but one size oh it's one size isn't it one size doesn't fit all (laughs) you know so I think definitely research into that I mean as I say that's not a regret of mine I'm happy the way I've done it but that's one thing that when you are in year 11 I think that's a really tough thing it's almost like you have to have everything planned out but you are so young in year 11 like how old are you 16 like that's such a young age to almost like be expected to have life figured out absolutely I think that's a really good point as well that I potentially hadn't thought about is just how many options there now are and I'm I was exactly the same I went to a grammar school it was very sort of like education career focused sort of like from I don't know yeah from year 11 onwards but we definitely didn't have anything about apprentices and apprenticeships at all I mean I think I watch, I have some friends who do apprenticeships now and they're doing amazingly and it's actually been an incredible route for them. And I'm exactly the same as you, Gabrielle. I loved my university experience. I had a great time. I wouldn't change that at all. But I do think that if maybe you're unsure about wanting to move away from home, you're not sure if university is for you. There's so many people that end up dropping out of university in like kind of like in the first semester or the first year because it's, it's just not for them. I think understanding those other routes, if you aren't confident, that's definitely what you you want to do definitely research those other options because there's so so much out there yeah exactly and I think as much as schools want to try and support you and push you to get the career you want it's almost like they say that if you don't want to go to uni well that career is not for you but that's just not the case anymore like if you want to be a solicitor that does not mean you have to go to university and if you don't like university that doesn't mean the career is not for you you know there's so as we keep saying there's so many different routes and ways into it now that you just you don't have to be that type of person to have that career you can can be creative and you can want to work really hard you could go in-house you could do as we say an apprentice silex there's just so much out there so yeah I think a main top tip being in year 11 is just research and don't rely on what the school tells you because I think their advice is very limited from like my experience I think there's even in sixth form like it was still very much uni is the way forward like that's it it's either a gap year or it's uni and that's that so I think yeah just take it upon yourself to do a lot more research I don't know if this is the same with you but on results day the only focus was like what uni did you go and do like there was no other kind of you know did you get this apprenticeship did you do that it was all like what university did you go to and I just don't think university is for everyone but I have an interesting question for you Gabrielle did you always want to do law I do you know what I did I think from a 
quite a young age. So there was a, there was a bit of a change. I'll explain now. But when I was I don't know year seven, year eight, maybe even younger, I always wanted to be a solicitor, and that was from watching Legally Blonde. So oh my gosh, same, bizarre, same. <laughs> I think it's quite common, isn't it? Like girls watch it, they love it. It's girly. Yes, I want to be that boss. Like that's what I want to do. But I did have like well, not a blip, but because I am a proper girly girl there was a stage probably like in year eight year nine I remember I wanted to be a beautician and I was like I'm gonna have my own salon and I'm gonna do nails and lashes and don't get me wrong I love doing all that like I do I do my own eyebrows my nails like I did buy like an acrylic set like when I was younger and I was learning how to do that like I was very into it and I do love the beauty side of it but then I remember it was actually my brother that convinced well not convinced me but almost made me see like to do what I've always wanted to do he was like why would you waste you know you're smart you're clever it's something that you're passionate about why would you waste that on doing beauty and that's not dissing anyone in beauty because as I say I love it and it's something that I do want to do on the side like I'm always that friend that will help out my other friends whether that's you know like waxing nails eyebrows like I'll always get involved in that I just love it but yeah I just think law was just always the career for me it was always something that I should have gone into and I did go into and it was just it, it just all worked out how it should have for me which is insane to say because if I look back at my like year nine self when I made that decision and I had so many people that were like you're not smart enough to do that there's no way you can be a lawyer like you're not clever this that whatever blah 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 and I remember I use that as motivation like well I want to prove you wrong I've always been clever like I don't know who these people were telling me I wasn't clever because I've never been not smart like not to toot my own horn but I've always done well at school been in top sets like I've always done well so these people were just Debbie Downers you know they were absolute haters and well 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 look at me now like sorry about it Hans <laughs> that's so interesting I don't know if I've ever told you the story but I had a um a boyfriend in high school had him for like three years anyway his dad was convinced I would never get into university to do law he used to tell me this his like dad <laughs> he used to what? tell me this like on the regular at dinner like you know because you were just like start having family dinner and we'd be discussing sort of like what university we wanted to go to and stuff and he always used to tell me that I'd never get in and do law and what first of all who is he to tell you that like i know my <laughs> mum used to get so angry obviously i had to come home quite upset like doubting myself but it was good motivation so if anyone ever tells you that you can't do something turn that around and just do it exactly definitely prove them wrong okay so talking about that then is there anything that you would tell so for example for the dilemma this girl's in year 11 is there anything you would tell your year 11 self or even further than that would you would tell your sixth form self like is there just anything that looking back now on all the experiences the knowledge the wisdom you have like is there anything that you would advise them or tell them I think maybe just like stress less I feel like I definitely stressed a lot am I going to get into university you know my grades I mean, I'm the same as you, like, I wouldn't say I'm stupid at all, but my, I, I was in no way guaranteed to get my university place to do law. My predicted grades, I think, were like one below. So I think I was predicted ABC and I needed ABB or something. And I actually got AAB, so I kind of smashed out the park. But I think everything's going to figure itself out. And I think knowing if something doesn't quite go to plan, it's probably still going to figure itself out anyway. I think I spent so much of my like younger self like worrying about like the next stage. And I still do it a little bit, but you're always so worried about the next stage of your life, aren't you? Like yes. as that, that sort of like dilemma says, oh, I need to be doing all these applications. 
all this extra work and things. And I know, especially in my first year, like I didn't do all of, I think I touched on it like previously, I didn't do all of those applications in first year and I still turned out just fine. You know, if you want to have fun, like do your thing at university or whatever you want to do, I think don't always listen to what everyone's telling you that you have to do so many different things. If all you want to do is socialize in first year, I don't think that's a bad thing. As long as you're still working hard, you're thinking about your career in the future, I don't think you have to be like pedal on the gas. I don't even know what the phrase is, <laughs> like constantly from the second you start your first day at university. Yeah, I think it's genuinely a balance that you do have to strike because it's one of those things where yes, your career is important, you do need to think about it, but you're young, like just enjoy life. Like one thing I think I would tell myself, year 11, sixth form, even probably towards uni is I was always looking at the next stage, but I just think I should have just enjoyed the moments I was in. But I think in my head, because I was very much aware of how long it takes to be a solicitor, it was very much like uni, okay, it's a tick box, you know, get it done. LPC, it's a tick box, get it done. Training contract, it's a tick box, get it done. And, you know, life isn't about just absolutely plowing through all these stages because yes, like I want to be a solicitor, but life isn't about just doing that because you've got what, 40 plus years of being in that job role. You've just got to enjoy each stage and that's part of your life like I shouldn't have been almost wishing the time away essentially as I keep saying looking towards the future is absolutely brilliant but life is too short and also the experiences you're getting along the way for example during uni or during the LPC or for example me now my training contract starts September 2022 so at the minute I finished obviously my LPC last year so I've been being a paralegal since I finished up until when the TC starts and I think the mindset I had probably back in university would have been oh this is so annoying like what a waste of time like let's just get the training contract going but actually like my mindset now is I am loving my job right now and I'm loving gaining this experience I'm loving almost having a bit of a break essentially from you know I guess being in a certain stage of becoming a solicitor and actually the experience that I am getting and the knowledge and everything that I'm doing now I'll be able to take with me into my TC and it will make me such a better trainee and yeah I'm just enjoying living life you don't always have to be at the next stage you know like just breathe everything happens when it happens and stop worrying about the next bit you know like celebrate each moment as well I think one thing that I massively got caught up in and I think Lauren was the one that actually made me think about you should be celebrating little things for example finishing uni okay yes it was a celebration but for me I guess back to what I was saying, it was almost like a tick box. I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't be celebrating it because I need to do it. Like I remember saying to my parents, well, it's a need, like I had to get uni done. It's not something necessarily to celebrate, like I needed to do it. And the same with LPC, I was like, oh, thank God that's done. Like it was a need, like I, I just had to do it. As opposed to thinking, you know, like you've done amazingly, like let's celebrate this. So yeah, I just think looking back, just make sure that you are celebrating everything small, everything big, enjoying every single stage because you're not going to get that time again. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't necessarily change what I did. Like I enjoyed my whole experience, but I think changing the perception of the experiences and just looking at them as they are a big deal, like enjoy them. Don't don't wish them away and wishing to get to the next stage. Just take each moment for what it is. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely does. And yeah, 
echoing what Gabrielle says, I bang on about this all the time to Gabrielle and anyone who'll listen, but I do honestly believe it is celebrating those smaller wins. So I don't know, if you follow my legal Instagram, you'll know that when anything really good happens in my house or like a little achievement or anything, my parents always pop open a bottle of bubbles, always. Like with my dad's always got Prosecco or champagne on hand, ready, obviously depending on how big how big the win is. We don't always go champagne, but just they we always in my house make a big deal of celebrating those small or not like not necessarily huge wins so it, it's not always that I don't know I want to say the phrase of like those insta worthy wins you know like bought a house you know finished your degree what else you know those kind of like huge huge wins that everyone just celebrates we like try to celebrate the more like smaller more personal milestones goals what was important to you that might not be important to everyone else but you're proud that you achieved that and I think it's like a really good way to almost work on your goals but not and not in such a big way so you're making that personal development and progress but to someone else it might not be a huge win but you really feel like you've accomplished something so then you want to do more and more 100% makes sense I think you just have to as you say just celebrate the small things even if that's you get a piece of coursework back because it's a good grade it might okay it might not go towards your final whole grade total especially if you're in first year but still celebrate it like it's amazing you might you know just get an email back from a firm that says thanks for your email we'll we'll consider your application you know just something when you're in the early stages of a legal career even getting a bit of work experience for a few days just something anything doesn't matter what it is but celebrate it like everything is a big deal and everything builds up to where you're meant to be you know I keep seeing these memes actually recently in this past week and it's almost two ladders next to each other and one ladder has massive you know gaps between each step and the other one has like really really tiny little ones and the person with that is like right up the ladder and the other person can't even reach the first step and the caption is this shows the importance of baby steps and it is so true like baby steps will get you everywhere not everything has to be one big huge giant step and I think the thing to note with Instagram and I guess the legal community as she spoke about within obviously the dilemma is that we've spoke about in previous episodes is that we do share big results and big achievements but not everything has to be those big ones like it can be something little but I guess I think another thing that I would tell myself as well with the whole uni side of it is that you are here to learn and I don't know about anyone else but I do enjoy learning like I enjoy broadening my knowledge and knowing things like education is power like knowledge is power oh 100% the more you can yeah the more you can know the better so I think one thing I would say to myself is just enjoy learning the information for what it is I do think when you are at university you get caught up in learning for an exam you know like you learn things in a strategic way you memorize things to answer a certain question as opposed to just learning to understand and to just know that information because I do think some of the things that I look back on some people can talk about something of uni for example I don't know in contract law they could say something and I'm like wow how do you remember that and they're like oh I just learned it and found it interesting and okay yes whilst I was at uni I obviously learned things and found it interesting but some stuff I genuinely memorized for the exam and then once that exam was done that was it it was gone it was out of my head Mm. if I need that again I'll I'll look it up do you know what I mean but that's it like the exam's done I've done well great let's move on so I think one thing I guess yeah telling my younger self would be just to actually enjoy learning because you are here to learn as as I said knowledge is power the more you can remember as opposed to memorize the better absolutely and I think that's a really good point and I think another one that I want to touch on just like following on from that 
is like picking those subjects that you enjoy, not because you think you need to do them for a firm or, you know, okay, if you're doing magic circle, there might be topics that you really think you should do and like you're very suited to. But equally, I'd say if you're choosing them because you want to work at a magic circle firm, you need to enjoy those topics as well. But I think that's really important. I think definitely a lot of people at my university got caught up in the topics or the modules that they thought they should be doing rather than that they really enjoyed, you know, because I think can easily pick like further contract but if you absolutely hate contract but you think that's what you should be doing you're probably gonna one not do as well and two just not enjoy it you're probably just not gonna enjoy your university experience if you're choosing things not because you think that's what you should be choosing rather than what you actually want to choose. Yeah, no, totally agree. And I think that follows on, I guess, from our point earlier when we're saying people do sometimes think too far ahead of their career. For example, I don't really know any firm or anywhere that I applied to that really was so tied down on what modules I picked at undergrad because it's not really that important at that stage, I'll be honest. So really do pick what you enjoy. You know, if you wanna go to a corporate firm, but family law intrigues you, pick it then. Like I did that, like I picked family at undergrad and okay, yes, I ended up like not, it wasn't really for me. I didn't really like it, but I wouldn't have known that had I not picked it. And whereas I picked business law, I think it was called my university, which was obviously like corporate and things. And I really enjoyed that. But the point is you just need to pick what you think you're going to enjoy and what really like intrigues you because that can then make your decision. Because when you get to the LPC, the LPC is then your time where you pick the modules that, you know, you might already have a TC and they say you have to do X, Y, and Z, or you might be doing applications and you think, okay, I now know that I want to go for this firm and my choices do need to be a bit more specific to that type of firm. And that's totally fine. But there's always room for like one module that you can pick that's just genuinely for you. And as I say, the LPC is the time really to to narrow it down the options. Undergraduate is not really necessarily the time for that. Undergraduate is your time to decipher what's for you. Like don't just pick things for the sake of it or what you think you should be doing. Just go with your gut and what you enjoy because it's not set in stone because of what you picked at undergrad. Like no firm will turn you away because of the choices that you made during that time. Yeah, I think they're more interested in you getting that sort of like overall 2-1, aren't they? Than what you actually like picked. Like I remember I did law and medicine and I absolutely loved it. We had an amazing lecturer and the whole thing was just so enjoyable and don't get me wrong I'm probably not gonna be a medical lawyer is that what you'd call them I don't know but I like I just loved it so much and just my time was so enjoyable learning I used to love going to the lectures and that was great it doesn't mean you have to necessarily want to do it in the future exactly and I think touching on from your grades like the grades point that you mentioned as well is that one thing that I would definitely tell I mean I've got different stages of what I would tell myself regarding grades and I think in year 11 okay my GCSEs were were brill I absolutely loved them but one thing that I would tell myself finishing those GCSEs and going into sixth form is that grades aren't necessarily everything and I do think though that is because of where I went to sixth form like I changed my school for sixth form and I just hated it like it was just not the school for me but it was almost too late to change by the time I realized that so I kind of had to stick it out for the two years and being somewhere that you don't enjoy and that you don't get on with learning or some of the people you're surrounded by can 
massively affect like how you do for example I just hated that school like I probably didn't turn up as much as I should have like I just did not pay attention and my A-levels then showed that like if you compared my GCSEs to my A-levels you would think a complete different person like sat those exams and it's just one of those things that it, it kind of follows on from what I would tell someone in sixth form choosing their university is it's the exact same principle don't go somewhere just because you think it's the best place to go or because you think that's where everyone's going because where you go will determine how well you do and if you enjoy the learning the course how they structure it so I just think really research where you want to go to uni and where you want to study because if you end up somewhere that you don't enjoy for example like what I did at sixth form it's not going to bode well for your grades and how well you do and you know I loved where I went to uni that was absolutely fine but yeah sixth form I think I would have changed that if I could look back and change it now but then I guess in the same breath though for me like as I say it all worked out and I ended up loving where I went through clearing for university and you know I enjoyed my time so much there that I then excelled and did well because I loved how they taught the course. So that's, I guess, one thing I would say in terms of what what I would change but wouldn't change. You know, like that's something that I would think about being in year 11, changing schools. But from where I am now as almost 23 and where I'm at in life, I don't regret it because I'm where I need to be and everything does happen for a reason. But yeah, I guess you've just got to almost look at the bigger picture and do what's right for you. And you know, nothing is ever as it seems either. Okay, you didn't get perfect grades. Okay, well don't stress, you know, you'll get to where you need to be regardless. And that is so I true. think there's so many yeah, like there's so many advocates for that, isn't there? Like yeah. well, me for example, I didn't get mine. I still got to where I want to be. The amount of people on the legal community that like on Instagram that didn't get perfect grades and they've excelled and done amazingly as well there's so many different avenues and that follow you can say that for so many different things as well like okay you didn't get the tc okay no worries like it weren't the right opportunity keep applying you're only in first year of uni keep going you know all these different things like you can look back and tell yourself these things like you know hindsight is a beautiful thing and we're sat here now thinking we tell ourselves x y and z and we're almost saying these things to hopefully advise our younger listeners that are going through these stages to almost think about the things that we didn't and we hope it does advise you but also if you do make mistakes and if you do make the wrong choice it's not the end of the world it happens and there's no need to regret any of it because I promise you it will work out everything will happen how it's meant to keep going with your own journey and don't compare yourself I remember here's a funny story ish so when we got our GCSE results back I was actually in Ghana at the time doing my service project and I mentioned just before that I went to a grammar school so you have to basically pass the 11 plus to get in you have to be quite clever to go there and I remember getting a C in my French GCSE and C's at the school were just like unheard of and I cried for days I thought the world like I thought my life was over I I can't even explain to you how like gutted and upset I was over this one grade there's one c in French GCSE I was literally heartbroken over it like languages are just not for me and honestly no one's ever asked me about that grade I don't like like French just isn't for me it's not hindered me in life at all but I just remember thinking honestly it was the end of the world and it just wasn't. So I think it is just making the best of if anything ever goes wrong or if it, you're not quite going in the way that you thought you planned out. Me, for example, I should be doing my training contract right now. This definitely was not my plan, but it's actually turned out 10 times better that I'm not doing my training contract right now, more than I could ever even begin to put into words. But if you'd asked me that the day that I found out, it was something like the 10th of June last year, I honestly didn't know what to do with myself. 
and it's turned out to be the best thing so just yeah you just have to turn any negative into a positive and just make the best of whatever those results are whatever that rejection or you know change of life plan is exactly and you just have to hold on to hope and that sounds so cringy but you're allowed to cry we're not saying don't have emotions about something that goes wrong for example you know Lauren just said she cried for four days with that grade you know when I didn't get my a-level grades and I didn't get into the uni that I wanted to I cried for god knows how long but then eventually you know I got into a better uni than my original first choice you know no one's asked for Lauren's grade no one cares it's one of those things that everything does work out so yes you can have a cry yes you can be sad because at the time you don't know how it's going to work out for the better that's kind of like the downfall of us saying you know everything works out in the end and I think that's why everyone hates that saying because they're like I don't care that everything happens for a reason you know like what is that reason it's just rubbish and that is it's annoying like I I appreciate and understand it is the most annoying phrase but you do just have to hold on to that hope you know have a cry get it out of you but then pick yourself back up find the silver lining and I promise you if you're in a positive headspace you're in a positive mindset the glass is half full then things will work out for the better I'm such a it's all about your mindset person because if you are negative if you look for everything negative in every situation then you know things won't work out because you're not manifesting things to be better you know you're almost putting it into existence and into life that things are rubbish you know so I just think you do have to pick yourself up and if you envisage something happening and you think to yourself I am going to be a solicitor like I am going to get that training contract I am going to go to uni you know whatever your goal may be at that moment in time think about it talk about it make a plan how are you going to get there what are you going to do and I promise you it's going to work out like it really really well yeah I can't second that enough and finally I think one thing as well that again Lauren's like my inspo with these things Lauren actually was the one that kind of encouraged me more this year to do it and it's something I've always had in my mind to do and I have kind of noticed it down over the years but nothing major and this is to have a legal diary or just a legal book or something where you write down any achievement big or small from your whole legal career so as I say Lauren's done it I've done it but we've almost done it not too late because you know nothing's ever too late but we've almost had to go back in hindsight and write down the things we've done whether that's uni certain grades when we got our first assessment center when were rejected when we got the tc you know all these different things that you can add into the diary you know if you get your first legal job you should be writing down what tasks you've done when you've learned something drafted something on your own it didn't need checking and it was perfect you know all these tiny tiny little achievements that build you up as a solicitor essentially because that's going to be where you end up as i'm not saying you stop the diary then you obviously carry it on because there's promotions after that but the point is is when you're writing every single thing down it just means that you can keep track of everything you've done and so then when you come to interviews assessment centers or you come to these discussions you know once you are a sister for promotions and things you're doing you know you have a whole timeline of every single thing you've ever done and you don't have to think about it you just have it there in front of you you know you can look through this diary and think oh yeah I did that like I forgot about that you know this shows this many skills and this is amazing for this or that and it's just something that I would say to this girl in the dilemma that's in year 11 is there is no time like the present than to start now because even if you're adding one sentence and you think oh well that's a bit pathetic you know this diary it's got one sentence in you know just keep at it because you will slowly but surely build on that and it's just such a good thing to have because you know we forget things we're human yeah I love that I as Gabrielle said I definitely 
definitely do that. I've got my, a little notebook that's dedicated to sort of like my legal journey, but it's amazing how quickly it adds up. And also if you feel like you, you're not getting anywhere, so if you feel like you're in like stuck in a rut in your job or applications aren't going amazingly, to actually be able to look back on how much you've actually achieved, I think can just turn that negativity into positivity and just really change your mindset and make you realize actually, yeah, I've achieved so much. You know, I always tell people to kind of like write down, I've got a little sort of like working diary on my laptop for everything that I've done this past year in my job. So every time I have a new task and sort of like some feedback or whatever, I, it means I can then look back and just see just how much I've actually achieved this year. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to get used to as well, because when you are in your trading contract, I'm going to say all firms because it's a requirement, I believe from the SRA is what I've been told. Obviously, I've not started my TC, so I've not been given the whole download on it. But from people I've spoken to, it is a requirement that your each firm will do it differently, but you have to keep a record. It's almost like a trainee diary. And you have to, in each seat, write down things that you've done, what it's taught you, you know, reflect on it, like what your feedback was. You, you have to keep a whole diary for the two years. Like it's really important to do that. And it's one of the things that you have to get signed off before you are then qualified. So if you can get used to doing that now in whatever format you want to and just keeping note of things, then it's going to put you in such good stead for when you do start that training contract, as opposed to, you know, starting it and thinking, oh God, I'm not used to tracking everything and forgetting about it and it not being up to scratch. You know, I just think it's a really good thing to get used to now. It, it, I completely agree, it definitely does. So let's move on and talk about our goals for the future so you guys can kind of see where we're at and where we're hoping to be. So Gabrielle, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Oh, this is such a broad question. And there's so many different avenues that I could say for this, like personal ones, career ones, like there's so many that intertwine, I guess. Well, my goals change all the time. Like I could say something now and then in a year I could be like, actually, I want to go down this route. So I think one thing to just really emphasize, guys, is that your goals can change. Like life changes, you change as a person, especially as we touched upon a few weeks ago, is that in your 20s, you will change so much. So in turn, like what you want as a person will massively change. But I would say right now in the position I'm in, well, within five years, obviously, I want to be qualified. So I should be qualified by 2024. So that's obviously a goal that I hope is not changing at all. So yeah, being a qualified solicitor, I think one goal as well that I would say is just obviously within that time is to figure out what I want to qualify into because I've got a few ideas you know I love corporate at the minute I really want to experience commercial and commercial litigation and also employment but I do think those first three are mainly my big interests and in what I'd want to qualify into but I think yeah I'm excited to do my TC and figure that out so that'll be good but again this just goes to show that we don't necessarily have everything figured out like that's something that I still want to you know work out myself and what I want to go into so I think that's good goals for like five years wow what else would I want to do within five years I guess I would want to because I'm qualifying 2024 that's in what three years so I guess the last the two years of that five-year period I would want to be working my way up to a promotion you know I think obviously you qualify and within Shoesmiths you are an associate and then we have senior associate and then principal associate I think it's that way around actually I could be it could be the other way I always get it confused because it's quite a new thing that we've got and then obviously it's partner now I'm not saying I would obviously get that promotion within two years that's very um ambitious but I would want to be you know working towards it at least and having those conversations and you know working towards that so I think that's my career aspect wow but I don't know personal I guess 
well, I'm buying my first property now. I should be moving by the end of the month. Touch wood, let's not jinx it. But I guess in five years, maybe potentially sell that. Maybe I've met someone, buy a house maybe. I don't know, new car. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many personal ones that I could think of. You know, I just want to, I want to travel. I want to go on holidays. I just want COVID to be an absolute thing of the past that we don't talk about. We don't say the word. We can live life normally. We can travel. I think maybe a sabbatical. Obviously, I didn't get to do my year abroad traveling. So I do think once I'm qualified, I'd love to take six months sabbatical, which I should qualify for because I would have been at the firm when I already have like over five years. So that's where you take six months off and you have your job to come back to. You're obviously not paid during that time, guys, but you get obviously you know that your job is secure and you just get that six months to just do what you like and I would love to just go traveling so maybe that yeah I just the job the world is my oyster right now I've just got so many things that I want to do but there's nothing crazy set in stone obviously the marathon that's in 2023 so I really hope that I don't injure myself again and that I can actually complete that this time but yeah I think that's mainly my five-year goals what about your five-year ones like what what do you have that's so interesting I love hearing about people's goals um I so I'm someone who's always had like my strict five and ten year plan so I've this year I'm actually trying to take like a little bit of a step back from that and kind of make more sort of like yearly and monthly goals and not be so focused on the five and the ten year plan because I think this year has taught everyone that life is probably not going to always go the way that's planned you know there's always going to be that curveball that jumps in and changes things Um, I think generally like I'm very everyone knows I'm super career ambitious so I think my sort of like five-year goals probably echo yours like very similarly so I'll probably be hopefully fingers crossed qualified in 2023 um same as you probably working towards the promotion in terms of my personal goals I don't know you know I haven't haven't really set many just continue self-developing have all those kind of like life things I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna say settle down in my five-year plan because you know that's not a a definite or a must for me but that would be quite nice too I don't know I've just like I'm throwing this question at you but it's quite a hard question isn't it it is it's so hard right so I guess in terms of that then let's move on now to our final bit we're going to talk about the goals for the podcast the reason why we're taking a break you know everything all about the podcast so yeah we are taking a break so I guess that's obvious we've said that a few times this is the end of season one we always plan to do eight episodes and our second season is going to be our guest season which we are so excited about and you know you're not going to have to wait long for it because Go on, Lauren, you tell them, when are we recording? When are we doing it all? Over the next few months, like, we're on this, guys. We just thought, especially with COVID and everything, people have got different schedules. We wanted to be able to record them so that we can just, you know, post them straight out there for you guys. It's not going to be recording for us weekly as it was previously. It's really important for us to actually meet our guests as well, like, for us you know we are really enjoying doing this podcast but we want to network we want to make those connections as well we want to be having those that really great rapport with them so we can bring you guys the most interesting and valuable conversations as well so in order to do that I think it is important for us to have like a little bit of breathing space to be able to organize something that fits the guests and us at the same time like we both have quite a lot of like life things going on right now so yeah that's kind of why I guess we are just super excited as well for this guest season can we say like we have got Mm -hmm. some insane guests lined up like our first meeting that we've got planned is in June it's literally in it's actually a month's time that we're going to be going and we just cannot wait we'll give some hints so make sure you follow our instance because we're going to be saying like the cities that we're going to like we are traveling to meet these people and to interview them and have them on the podcast and 
you know, it's going to be based on their experiences, what wisdom they want to share. We're going to be putting them in the hot seat. You know, we're going to ask them things that you guys want to know. Like we are going to put question boxes up, as I say. So do keep an eye on our Instas because we will get you guys involved, things that you want to know. So just as a little sneak peek, we have got some CEOs, we've got some HR recruiters, we've got founders, we've got trainees, we've got qualified solicitors. Like we have such a broad range of people. You know, I'm not going to spoil it anymore. I was going to say one, but that's too obvious for who it is. So I'm smiling now as I'm saying this. I don't know if you can tell, but I just cannot wait because as Lauren said, we're excited for us to meet them. We're going to network. It's something for us to be able to, you know, broaden our connections as well as being able to provide you with entertaining episodes and, you know, just wisdom and knowledge for yourselves on your journeys. So yeah, it's just something that we just cannot wait for. So I guess, as Lauren said, if you might want to know some of the live things that we've got as to why we're taking this month break, because I mean, we say it's a month break, but for us guys, it's actually, it's not really. So as we say, the first meeting's in a month, but we actually, within that time, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got to plan all of our guest episodes. We've got to plan that. We've got to figure out logistics and, you know, organise all these meetings and everything. But also I'm moving <laughs> in the next two to three weeks. It's actually going to be a bit of a stressful month, although we say it's a break because I've got to almost pack up my whole life and move city. And it's, um, yeah, there's a lot to do is all I'm going to say. There is a lot. And it's my first property that I've bought. So, you know, I'm still kind of learning everything, you know, whether that's sorting out all the bills and sorting out, oh God, there's, do you know what? It stresses me out thinking about it. So I'm not going to go too into depth of everything I've got to do but yeah that is one thing that is a bit of a stress that yeah I've got to sort so I'm hoping everything is done and then come June you know we can then just start recording them all getting them all ready so that when we're ready to release them we've got them all ready to go they're edited they're done and yeah I just think that's going to be super exciting and something to look forward to and I do think it's going to be better for both me and Lauren to enjoy it because at the minute as Lauren said, we do record weekly. So we record in the week, we make sure it's edited and we upload on a weekly basis, which can I just say doing that on top of a full-time job and obviously we both work at the pub as well. It was very, very stressful. Um, it was trying to figure out times to do it and if something went wrong it was a lot so I do think we're going to change the consistency of the episodes to at least every fortnight we're still having discussions on this so we'll let you know once it's decided but we think the episodes because they're with guests will be a, a lot longer so whether they'll be an hour or an hour and a half you know they're going to be chunky episodes but then we're going to have them you know every fortnight or every two to three weeks so that you guys actually have the time to listen whether you listen in chunks or all in one go it just means that we're not overloading you with episodes you're enjoying them you've got the time because you know, me and Lauren both say we don't have the time to listen to a podcast in a week. We both have certain podcasts that we love and there is no way that we listen to them week in, week out because we just don't have the time. And we appreciate that our listeners, you know, they're in legal careers, which we know are insanely busy. You know, we know that like firsthand. So we just think it was amazing for a first season. We've, you know, engaged people. We've got you guys enjoying it. But now we think let's give you guys a bit of breathing space as well so that you can catch up on episodes. You've got more time to listen. And yeah, we just hopefully for everyone, it'll 
make it much more of an enjoyable thing to be engaged with. Absolutely. I think, yeah, we've got a really exciting plan. We're hoping to sort of expand um, the Girls Take On Law brand. Don't really want to give away too much on this, but we're hoping maybe in the future kind of like some products or some in-person events, kind of networking events. The world's our oyster, really. Um, everything's still kind of in that discussion stage, but we, we really want to make this something great for you guys, a great resource that you can use kind of in the future. But yeah super excited we've got so much planned yeah for you guys. there is so much to come and i think joe you know that was something that within our goals that we were talking about earlier we want to keep the podcast going like this is something that through our training contracts you know through every stage that we go through yes we'll get busier but we still want to do this because through each stage there's more that we can advise and we can share about you know there's so many topics and areas that we've not even not even scratched the surface with that we've not even touched on yet so don't you know don't freak out guys we're gonna be here for a long time like this is our goal like this is this is our little baby girls take on Lauren we're gonna make sure that it turns into something amazing and such a good platform absolutely so thank you so much for all your support from the launch date to, to now so many of you like we can see the stats so many of you are tuning in week in week out which is amazing also amazing that people are dipping in now when they're able to we appreciate all the support we appreciate all the feedback honestly it's been incredible guys thank you so much i just have to absolutely second that just thank you so so much the messages that we get and just the support has just been phenomenal like we couldn't have dreamed of it so yeah we really appreciate it as we say we've got some exciting things coming up so follow us on our socials keep up to date with that and we will share everything with you when we can so yeah on that note thank you so much again for listening to season one we really hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you in season two on our guest season Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.